You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. The Daily Music Business Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast, bringing you the dumb and dumbest podcast. I am Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Keith from Ghost Cult Mag. What's up? And Keith, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about our love of Broadway musicals. No, we're not. We're going to talk about... I mean, that's part of it. That's part of what we're getting into. It's true. The Great American Songbook is unrivaled in the world. Um... But what we're really going to talk about today is how to really build and foster a proper and great working relationship in the music business. Yeah. And this is important because it's hard. So hard. Um, so first and foremost, I, wanna talk, I just want to talk about a couple of key points. I think the biggest thing, the biggest mistake people make is they think that the best way to do it is just by paying everyone. <laughs> and, and while that helps, I think the network is way more important. And that's the biggest mistake I see people making is like, they think they can pay people to help them, but nobody fucking cares about them because they're playing you know because nobody because they don't nobody knows who they are and they haven't bothered to network with anyone would you agree with that that's like the big mistake i think people make they don't realize they need those relationships 100 percent. you know and that's and that's one of the really hard things to deal with in my view is like You need those relationships and you can't just expect people to understand that, you know? Um, so that's something I think people struggle with and something that I, I have a hard, I have a hard time teaching people is how do you network and how do you, how do you connect? You know, does that make sense? Totally. I think the, the major thing that I run across is I get, listen, like everybody thinks they're the most important person in the world. But realistically, real, and your problem is the only problem or the most important problem. A lot of Karens out there. A lot of Karens in 2020. And it's easy to slip into Karenism. Like, I don't want to, like, judge someone for having a Karen moment. Especially right now, we're all stressed and uncomfortable. Indeed. But also, if your koozies are delayed by a day in the mail, it isn't the end of the world. I know everybody thinks that their problem is hyper, hyper magnified but it really isn't and you know just like any other working relationship or personal relationship you got to pick your battles and you got to really decide like what is worth throwing a fit and fighting for and what is something you can let go yeah and i think that's the thing is is what i find consistently is the people who throw fits and fight for stuff are usually the people who don't go as far 
you know, and I think that's a really tricky, unfortunate truth is like, if you spend all your time bitching and picking fights on the internet, and nobody's going to want to play with you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like, that's really what it comes down to is like, if you want other people to like, think you're cool, then you have to actually be cool and you can't just pay people to, to, you know, you can pay people to act like you're cool up to a point, but when it comes to like getting people to buy your record, you know, I, and that's, I think the issue, that's, I think where a lot of people miss the boat. Does that make sense, Keith? Totally, man. And uh, I'll just further say that again, in addition to what we've already said and not to, go in a, a, a circular dog chasing its tail kind of way. I think maturity is a thing that I, you're on the label side a lot. And, you know, I think maturity is a thing that is very, it's not an intangible. It's important. You, you don't just say I'm, we're a very mature band. I, I just ran at Ghost Cult Mag on YouTube. I just ran my interview with Necron. Uh, they're on the awesome label Tank Crimes. And one of the things they said in our interview really jumped out at me. And it was like, you know, we've spent the last bunch of years building to this moment. They're about to drop a new album at the end yeah, of the Three summer, years right? building to this moment. Right. And their first album was, you know, their previous album, Blood Offerings, hugely acclaimed in the underground. And also I want to point out, this isn't three years between albums. This is three years where they were planning with Scotty, the head of the label, every step so that the next thing would be as big as possible. Indeed. And what they, what they said to me, is, uh, what they, they said to me that really jumped out is not, hey, look at this thing and this work we put in, like a boxer puts in road work. They were like, we just focus every year. We look back at ourselves and say, how can we be a better, more professional band every day? I mean, that's, there it is. That's the kind of band a label wants to work with and will go to the mat for. And, you know, bands that are, you know, very self-absorbed and not focused on improvement, you know, it's, it's very cheesy. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's what it comes down to is like, you know, uh, that, 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 that's what it comes down to um, is like, I think, no, nobody's yeah nobody seems to understand um you know you have to show that uh you know you have to show that you're act and this isn't saying it's showing okay that that's a huge that's a huge difference right is because everyone says oh we're mature and oh we're cool to work with and yada 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 but no one actually but very few people actually are Right. And I think that's where it comes together. So I guess the thing is, how do you broadcast a certain level of maturity? Well, that's a really good question. I think let's, let's reverse engineer this as we are wont to do sometimes here on the pod and say this, if there were t like five keys or four keys of how you can not just be mature, but build a great working relationship with all your partners, Right. Let's let's try to do the list together live, uh, unplanned. So sorry, everybody, but let's just do it right now. I think number one is you got to listen more than you talk. Um, I think that's key. You know, 
obviously everybody wants to get their say. They need to get their point across, especially artists. I know you're all fragile, special little snowflakes out there and you need your voice heard and everything is very important to you, but you've got to listen. Uh, what's the line from Hamilton? Uh, talk less, smile more. You should talk less and smile more, everybody and myself included. Uh, I need to work on that too. Um, I think number two, is go into every situation with an open mind that somebody who has a different perspective from you, if you don't agree with them, there's a way to respond. And it's not like a child, it's like a grown up. And that's a, a definite indicator of maturity, right? And then what are a couple of other points you might say or how you build great relationships, Matt? Um, I think showing a genuine caring for the other person is important. I think that's a place people drop the ball a lot, you know, is they don't like, like people, like if, if you show other people, you actually give a shit about them. Shockingly, they like you more. You know what I mean? I think that's always the thing. That's always what people are most like, nobody cares about you. They only care about themselves. Okay. So show that you give a shit. You know what I mean? I do. Like, like, like that's really what it comes down to is like, cause so many people just don't, don't just make it clear. They don't give a shit about you, even though you're like trying to help them. And you know, if it's music, you're underpaid. It's like, you know, like if it's like in a corporate environment and they, and they make it clear, they don't give a shit about you, then like, whatever, like you're, if you're getting paid a ton of money, fuck it, you know, like don't just don't whine. But like, if it's like, you know, you're expecting people to help you for free you know, like, but simultaneously, there's like, a, don't get too personal. Cause that's the other thing is I've definitely had people be like, like start like crying to me about some terrible thing they went through. I don't want to devalue the thing they went through, but like, I don't know you, you know what I mean? And so I think, I think like showing um, that you respect the people around you is, is important and showing that you care about them, but also not like burdening yourself on them is really the thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you have friends for. Not, you know, you're not paying people, unless it's like a therapist, you're not paying them to be, you know, that you can be a burden on them. Well, I think it's like, choose, choose, pick and choose your spots, right? I think, you know, I, I'm very fond of saying it's the music business, not the music friendship. But look, right now, more than ever, we also need to be sensitive and have heart. Um, you know, I think it is a a very tough, as you said at the top, it's a tough time in the world. So we don't want to be complete assholes. A little Karening is fine. I mean, if you're melting down and you're, things are not going your way and you need to talk to somebody, by all means, please talk to the nearest person and be like, I need some help. And if you, and if that happens to you and you're just not capable, because some people just don't have empathy, like serial killers and some executives, then pass, you know, gently find a way to have somebody help them if you can't do it yourself because we're losing too many people and i do want to say that i think mental health is i see i am an oversharer a chronic oversharer but of course i'm in media and i get up in front of rooms and pitch executives things so i'm used to this but like you know and i have a bit of a ham personality from when i was in theater but as we said at the top but you know, it's just like, you don't want to be completely heartless, but I agree. There's definitely too many people oversharing and not picking their spots correctly. Uh, but the point being, um, that's very well said, Keith, is, and it's definitely a tricky balance and it's hard, you know, but like, this is the thing is like, you know, everyone is trying to succeed in this thing 
And, you know, what I've consistently found, like, is that the people who, like, really get far are the ones who, like, make a point of being really, really nice, you know? And, like, make a point of, like, trying to show they actively care and actively are, like, trying to be helpful, you know? So I think that's important. The other big thing I, I, that I think ties into actively caring is the importance of saying thank you, which is something I forget sometimes and, and other people forget. And it's hard, right? Because I think, and it really drives me crazy crazy sometimes when I do like something for someone uh like especially like if I do like paid work and they don't say thank you not because I'm like offended but because I don't know if they actually liked it what I did or not you know because sometimes I'll like send someone like a six-month plan or something and then I won't get a reply and then I'll be like do they hate me now did I fuck up do they feel like I stole their money do you know what I mean Keith I do you didn't steal anybody's money but I understand I think no, no, but do they feel that way yeah there's a cut yeah so gratitude I think this again goes with listening and humility. This is the same set of beliefs and the same set of actions. Gratitude, you have to give it and show it. Um, acknowledgement, listen, I, I understand that bands are not corporate desk drones, but honestly, if you can't answer an email in 36 hours or less, you're gonna have a hard time convincing anybody you're a professional and your, your needs are valid because honestly, we're all in a very, we're all very busy we're all swamped all the time. I have never worked harder in my entire life than right now. <laughs> I don't know how that is, but it's true. Um, so, you know, same with you. So, you know, be prompt, be on time, be accountable, take responsibility when you're not. These are basic human things that I think sometimes get lost in the sauce. Yeah, especially I think in extreme music where it's all like about rebellion and da 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 da, da. But it's like really like, there's a community aspect you can't ignore, you know, and that's why people get missed out on because they're not saying thank you. They're not trying to engage, you know, and then building those working relationships and trying to just genuinely be helpful. You know what I mean? And like, and this ties into the final thing I really want to get into here, which is clear communication. Like make sure people understand you. That is the most important thing to being helpful. So sporadic replies aren't very, make communication unclear. And like, a bunch of little emails that don't make sense individually aren't very helpful. Cause realize like if someone at any level is kind of helping you, if someone at like a decent level is trying to help you, they probably get a barrage of emails every day. So your confusingly worded massive emails is not goddamn helpful, especially if you need everything renamed or people are asking you questions and you're not answering them. Like you just go to the bottom of the list, right? Because people have other stuff going on and that drives me crazy. Like, and, and this is something I've suffered from too, you know, but like, you've got to just focus on being very clear minded, especially, you know, when you're dealing with people, maybe English is a second language or something. This shit's important. Oh, so true, man. So true. And, you know, both of us deal with people and you are, of course, you know, a lot more worldly and European and multilingual and I'm not, but I'm also very sensitive of time zones, uh, urgency, people's times. Like, obviously if I can't respond or help, and I know it's an email that was sent to me from Europe. They're on a different timeline than somebody in California that may not, yeah. they, their end of day is a different end of day. So, and Europeans, hats off to you all, just get the work-life balance thing correct as opposed to Americans. So I try to be super sensitive to that because I have to be. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people aren't. And that's like one of the problems, right? And that's also like a problem within music in general is like, 
you know, having a certain level of worldliness is definitely very helpful to kind of, especially if you're trying to kind of build internationally. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I just think making sure you're taking that time to make sure, you know, and even like I ask people all the time if something I wrote is sufficiently clear and people are going to understand because a lot of times it, it maybe isn't or maybe, you know, or sometimes I'm not understanding something someone else sent me and I have to ask. And you just, you want to make sure you're taking the least of other people's time as possible. Because if you take a bunch of their time, they're going to hate you. Unless you're, pay unless you're paying them a fuckload of money. And even then, they'll probably still hate you. <laughs> yeah, well, because like no one wants to waste their time doing stuff they think is dumb. Especially if they're not getting paid well for it. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. You know, and that's the brutal truth. Do we have any other key points to get into about uh, building good working relationships? Oh, I have, I have a last one if you, do, if you don't have any. No, I don't. Go ahead, buddy. Patience with other people and realizing other people have different expectations. You know, so just because someone takes forever to get back, takes, you know, 48 hours to get back to you, don't immediately jump down their throat. If someone invites you to their thing and it's not as cool as you thought it would be, don't be uncool to them as a result because maybe a year down the line they'll come up with something cool and because you were nice to them they'll want to share that cool thing with you and then you can have a cool opportunity that literally just happened to me you know like you just got to keep being cool because sometimes you don't know who people are going to become and you don't know if like something cool will just fall in their lap and then you can just go do something together you know what i mean like don't freak out at people and don't just be patient because you know, everyone's like, most people are having a hard time a decent chunk of the time. So true. And you just got to be empathetic to that. Um, any final thoughts, Keith? Not really. Brooklyn is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.